All right, Kate, to start things off, I like understanding the franchise story. How do you even fall into franchising? So lead me up into that and then we'll we'll get into the business. What's your franchise story? Okay. Thank you, Nick. Uh, so I started Raw Replenish. Um, we are a plant-based cafe, but I actually started the business with the intention of doing uh, raw cold press juicing. And I started the business in uh, 2016 out of my home garage. I got it inspected to um, with a limited food establishment permit to legally sell raw juices, uh, ship them regionally, deliver them locally. Um, and I specialized in supplementary wellness juices and also cleanses. So that's how it started. I was a fitness instructor part-time at the Y and the local YMCA at the time. And I was a stay-at-home mom. And um, it kind of grew from there. It went from you know, bringing juices to my classes, having people sample them, giving me feedback. And um, one customer, you know, one by one, people were um, really enjoying the not only the juice cleanses, but the taste of the juices. They were experiencing benefits from them. And they said, you should really grow uh, into doing more. How about smoothies? How about wraps? Um, and I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't have any color culinary background. Um, but there was a demand for it. And we didn't have anything like it in my hometown area. So after about three months of working out of my home garage, we, I moved into my first commercial kitchen space about two miles from my home. And it just grew from there. Within a year, I moved into a brick and mortar, got it inspected as a limited or no longer a limited food establishment into a full fully functioning uh, restaurant business with the products that you're seeing, that you're showing right here, acai bowls, wraps, all plant-based. And uh, three years after that, um, I met with um, Steve over at SMB and uh, started talking about franchise, franchising. And he's like, you're not quite ready yet, but give me a call back in a year. Hmm. And in a year, I opened up my second location and he's like, yep, you're ready. Let's do this. And uh, within six months, um, I was introduced to uh, Internacola Law Firm. Uh, they did my FDD. I have a wonderful relationship with them. And here we are um, 10 units later That's <laughs> in awesome. the first year. And how many, how many fran how, of those 10, how many of those are franchisees now? Uh, so there is four franchisees of the okay. 10. Love it. Yep. Okay. So a bunch that I want to unpack from that, that story. So when you're setting up this garage business, are you dreaming big or is it like, I, I know I can make a difference even with your client base of people that you're doing training with. Um, but are you dreaming big at that point or is it more of a hobby? Definitely Nick, more of a hobby, uh, extremely passionate about wellness, fitness, um, serving people in the community. The, again, I'm not coming from a culinary background. Um, so a lot of it was just doing personal research. Uh, my background's actually in psychology and, um, I do have some certifications in fitness and nutrition, but it truly was passion and, um, and just seeing the demand and getting the feedback and building those relationships in the community still to this day, um, is, is that's where it's at is, you know, we can teach you how to make acai bowls and teach you, give you all the education on, um, juicing and the benefits of juicing, but building those relationships, not only with my franchisees, but it all started with those relationships with my customers, building that trust in the brand, um, 
having those re relationships where we do go the extra mile and empathy and humility are like the two main ingredients that um, are a big part of my brand. Um, and I, you know, you know, as a customer places that if you go into a drive through line, you're not getting that you're getting a quick service, you may get a good product, but you're, you're not ever able to connect with that person. And I feel that we've started, you know, I started in a small town and a lot of our franchise units are in very small towns, um, that those building those relationships are everything. The success upon the business itself is about those relationships. So that's where I really get excited is, is connecting with people and building, building those relationships. All right. So were you plant, were you personally plant-based before this? <laughs> Everybody asks that question. No, and if we're being completely transparent here, I'm married to a hunter. So um, I originally um, uh, referred to the business as a vegan brand. And I learned quickly as vegan customers came in and they asked me that question. And I said, no, I said, I, ate, I eat about 80 to 85% plant-based, um, but I do incorporate some venison and some grass-fed meats into my diet. And I got a lot of pushback on that. Yeah. So and I'm like, well, my husband hunts and it's it's uh, land preservation and things like that. And, and oh, no, that wasn't good. So we switched to the plant based um, uh, brand versus a vegan brand. And I actually feel to that transparency the majority of my customers aren't plant based, but they want to start to incorporate more plant based foods into their diet. And I think that that decreases that um, that level of intimidation that they have with me. I can connect them to say, I'm not 100% plant-based myself, but I can help you get get to where I am or even get you just 1% more. Well, I mean, even if you take the term raw and you say what your husband does and you're talking about venison, mm -hmm. like the reality is if if you're hunting your own meat, then there there is still some rawness to that process. It hasn't been processed through all the things that could cause other additional health challenges that come alongside it. So I still see, I see some parallel um, in that. And frankly, I, I think, and, and I want to go backwards in time on this, but plant-based has obviously turned into part of the norm. If we go back to when you're starting the business, you don't go into a restaurant and um, see Beyond Burger on the menu uh, when you start this company. And now it's on there and whether it's people perceiving it's healthier or it's people saying, I want to incorporate plant-based into my diet, it doesn't have to be the be all end all. It's an interesting place. And I also think what you said is, and, and I've, I've seen the community, like the vegan community is a vegan community. So you're like, in a lot of cases, you're either with us or you're against us. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And and I do think you bridging in some gray area to say, hey, hey guys, it, it's okay to not go fully all the way. Like you can still process into this uh, is fascinating. So I, just your whole story there uh, is interesting to me. Thank you. Uh, yeah, you're you're exactly right. It's the um the you know we don't serve any meat or any dairy products um you can go across the street and grab a burger or pizza or whatever but it just gives another option for those people that have faced i i've served a lot of customers have faced um a lot of chronic illness including cancers we're seeing a lot of cancers in young people 
uh, nowadays. And um, again, it's at no fault to them. I mean, there's a genetic factor, there's environmental factors, um, but there is, you know, we specialize in more of the, the dietary support for people going through chemotherapy and treatments. Um, juicing is uh, an excellent way of supporting digestive health and immune health. Uh, so we do drive a lot of education on those health benefits. Um, and I put a lot of time and research into that, um, into the, um, into the research, um, because it's, it's important to give customers, there's not a lot of, a lot of, you know, Western medicine has a lot of, um, they don't have a lot of nutrition guidance. There's a lot of medicinal approaches, which are absolutely important, but supporting the body through, um, these types of the illnesses and diseases is, is exactly what, what, what they're, what we're there for in a small town, especially. Another thing that I want to unpack a little bit more is you said, I studied psychology. Mm -hmm. And so there's two aspects that you needed to use when it came to forming your business. One was you mentally being strong enough to say, I'm going to navigate not only starting a business in my garage, but then carrying it through being told, which was probably a responsible thing by SMB to say, you're not ready. So being told that scaling and mm -hmm. saying, I'm going to make this happen, scaling to two units, and then all the way through to where psychology is very important. So you have your, your first four franchisees saying, I believe in the business that you've created. I want to invest my life savings for an opportunity to build wealth for my family into your company. There's a lot of psychological uh, psychological warfare that happens in that entire process of being a business owner and then being a franchise. How have you been able to lean back on that and use that as a leveraging point for how you've been able to build some of this early success? Um, plays a huge role. Um, and especially in, um, as I mentioned before, the, the empathy and the understanding and meeting people where they are in their health journeys. I feel like uh, initially when we came out as a vegan cafe, people didn't feel like they you know, that they wouldn't have been welcome there because they're not vegan. They didn't feel some of the feedback I got is that there wouldn't be something for me or I wouldn't like it or I would be judged based on my lifestyle. Um, so we quickly um, is, you know, even in employing, you know, in, um, hiring my first employees is to really reassure people that um, they are welcome here and we're here to educate and we're here again to meet them where they are to, to have, you know, we provide a lot of samples in our cafe to, you're not just committed to a $9 juice. Here's sample, try it first. Here are the benefits. Lean in. What are, what are they looking for? Getting to, instead of being on a platform of just educating the, um, the customer, listen to them. <laughs> figure out what it is that they want and take that feedback and give them a recommendation. That listening part is so crucial. Um, prior to being a stay-at-home mom, I worked for about 15 years with adults that were dually diagnosed with um, developmental disabilities and also mental illness. And through that process, um, I learned how important the listening is because, you know, when I first got started and what you learn in school was, um, you know, different behavioral techniques and things like that. But that listening at the end of the day, the listening is the most Im important part is, you know, we all love to talk. <laughs> we all love to be interviewed and share our stories, but it's people can see through um, the, 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 the business owner that is trying to sell their product versus the business owner that truly cares what the outcome is going to be. Um, when the customer has an experience with a supplementary juice, how did you feel? Was your digestion okay? Did you not like it? Be honest. I want you, I want to 
customize this product so you get the benefit from it. I mean, that's that's awesome. I mean, like just the fact that your entire story and everything that you did up into this point is now led into franchising. I think that's deeply critical. So now comes the the business model. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's a competitive marketplace when you're competing for someone's dollars, when it comes to, to food or eating healthy or wellness, it's a competitive marketplace. How have you found you've been able to stand out and what ends up being your point of differentiation? Um, how do we stand out from comp competitors? Is that what you're asking? Yeah. Uh -huh. What makes us different? Um, the, a lot of um, plant-based cafes in our area and even larger franchise brands, for an example, there is a limited menu or there is a mixed menu. There's usually some dairy products um, in the menu. So it is they're catering toward the product and reaching the masses with that product because they're, they're, they have some, some meat and cheese on the menu, but they also have, so they're kind of you know, have a broader approach where at Raw Replenish, we have, it may take us a little bit longer to grow. Um, but the, I, I keep saying it, but going back to building those relationship with relationships with people and staying strictly plant-based, we're not going to, we're not going to steer from that. We're going to stay plant-based. That's what we are. That's where we find that our, our customers have the best um, experiences with our products. Um, and it's almost it's it's establishing that that trust and the integrity in the product as well versus just blasting the masses and 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 having kind of a, a mixed menu of of you know your traditional foods that you can get at any restaurant and then having your juices i feel like that it's, it's a bit confusing because then what it what is true health we believe that true health is primarily plant-based but we're not going to judge. Um, I certainly, you know, I, I eat meat as well. Um, and I also like sugars and cakes and bakery foods as well. So, but, and we do have a little bit, we have organic um, dairy-free uh, baked goods in some of our locations. So we have a little dabbling of that, but we're not going too far off. And that really is what keeps us separate from um, and more competitive with other brands that are doing something similar. What's what's the dream now? You've got an first four franchisees in. What's what's the dream? Nick, I'm just redoing my map. Is is I said four in the beginning. There's actually six with a ten. Six. Unit. Yes. Six franchisees. And, uh, Even better. Dreams yes. already coming too. Yes. This is uh, you know as 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 you said you know four a couple of times. I'm like I said four. Why did I say four in the beginning? Um, six. So a little what's bit the, of a stage right now? here. Yeah. No, <laughs> um, so I'm sorry. What was the question? What's what's the dream now? I mean, you're starting to gain some momentum. We're what's what's the big picture? I really, really, um, as far as goals and projections and things like that, we have an out of state. We have one in Alabama, and the other units are all you know within ten miles of each other in in Pennsylvania. The it was a complete you know, Alabama, Southern Alabama, and the Deep South of all places. How did you how did you meet her? Um, she found us on social media. She was looking for niche. She wasn't looking for the meats and the dairy and the and the both types of products. She wanted something more niche like what we're doing. So she did her research and um, we fell in love with the family. We fell in love with the, the cute little boutique town down in Monroeville, Alabama. Uh, so but getting back to your question, the the growth strategy is 
to get into New Jersey and, and Delaware and start to sprawl from there. It wasn't to start going down south. Um, but for me, a real dream and a real passion and the way I think of growth with the franchise is meeting like-minded franchisees. It is so incredibly important to have really good relationships with, with the franchisees um, because we do become a family. It is like a marriage is what I say is it's, we have to be connected. We have to have the same vision in terms of how we serve our customers. If we, if you're coming into the organization with the mindset of it's product driven and it's all about the products and it's all about those sales, then this isn't the right business for you. I'm looking for people that that um, value empathy, value humility, and also value putting in the work into themselves, personal development, get, you know, 15 minutes of podcasts a day, um, living out the lifestyle, start to make little changes within your own lifestyle to improve your overall well-being, your mind, body, all of it. Um, I just, um, I can't see myself getting into a network of, um, you know, eventually probably a broker network, but I can't, I really want to, I really want to know and have relationships with these people um, that are coming into the organization. I, I want them to be involved in their day-to-day -day operation. So that is where I see Raw Replenish growing is with people that are on board. <laughs> well, I, I think that's a huge message and I'm going to pivot over into my, my advice portion of this success begins with a delicious opportunity is not a why you why now building a family of people who want to make a difference in their community is and what i just heard from you is you said i'm going to protect this brand by only putting in people in here that really want to have impact and you talk about cancer and you talk about health benefits and you talk about modifications and that the impact is greater than you're taking credit for and so mm -hmm. if I were you, I would look back at this and say, would, would I understand what the culture of the business is if I read this message? And I, I would mm -hmm. imagine the answer is no. And so I think you should lift that up because my next question is, if there's a ghost candidate out there looking at the business, what do you want them to know? And I mean, I, I'm going to bullet point number one, if you're looking for more than just a franchise, you start here, like you're, you're saying, I'm going to have your back in a, in a different way than, you know, and any other widget franchise is going to have, but what else do you want them to know about the business opportunity? I like that. That's actually, I really, really appreciate that. Um, cause I didn't look at it. Um, you know, as soon as you read that out loud and I'm looking at it is that is the first thing on that landing page that they are seeing. And it isn't, as, as you said, I, I, I have not talked about how delicious our products are once um, because the other things are more important. We do have delicious products, but you're right. The opportunity is in those relationships. It's that everything else comes by default. So thank you for that, Nick. I appreciate that. Okay. That I'm going to talk to my website guy about that because uh, I didn't even consider that. <laughs> well, I mean, um, even if, even on that message, if you put, if you put on there, we'll talk about the product later. First, we talk mm -hmm. about our culture like that guides you into the story that you want to tell. But I think, I think every franchise brand gets stuck in the, in the widget, but the widget is none of this stuff even really matters. Like you're, you're skipping over what matters. And that's like mm -hmm. in this, in this 
limited life that we live, if you're going to make the choice to put your career and your wealth in your, in the, in your own hands, then who are you looking to do it with? Mm -hmm. And it's almost like Kate's story, which is in here to some degree ends up being, you're burying the lead. And so mm -hmm. if I, if I were you, I'd say, we'll get to, we'll talk about the product later. And frankly, they've, they've already seen it because they've probably fell in love with it. They either are finding you because they've looked for plant-based uh, franchise opportunities. They've tried your product in one of the markets. Um, they've taken a pathway to get their product is, is already checkmarked. Now it's about culture fit and business model, you know? Mm -hmm. Yep. It's um, and that is, I'm looking to get some franchise testimonies on this website because I feel they are the true testimony to the experience and they all, with the exception of our out of state franchisee, they were all customers first. Okay. Uh, and that's how I, I envision it to continue to grow is through these locations that, that they've already tasted the product. They know it's delicious. Now, really diving into to who they are as people and what, what their values are and what matters the most what matters the most to them. Um, and if they're interested in this opportunity, that it is, the heart has to be in it. Mm -hmm. Where did those original six come from? They were all, um, they were all customers. Yep. Usually, I mean, that's usually where, where it come, comes from. So yep. I, I'll, I'll end on this La last question. You reflect backwards and SMB said, pause on franchising. Mm -hmm. Did that end up being the, the right advice and as you reflect backwards on it, like how, how do you reflect backwards on that moment? hundred percent. Um, and, and Steve Beagleman said it very lovingly. Um, I didn't, it, it, if anything, it gave me a little bit of a, a little bit of a, okay, just wait. I'm, I'm coming back. I'll show you. <laughs> gave me a little bit of an edge, but he did say it very lovingly, um, and gave me some advice. And I am glad because actually it was, um, the pandemic hit <laughs> then. So even, even uh, you know, and I was just navigating, all, a lot of my staff had to leave. They're younger. Their parents didn't feel comfortable with them working. They did come back after a couple of weeks, but I had to, if I was in the middle of franchising or had just launched the franchise at that point, I don't think I would have had the traction that I've had and the momentum. Every time we announce a new franchise opening, that is when I'm getting the influx of interest. Tell me about franchising. Can we sit and meet? Tell me more about this opportunity. Um, so I, I, I do feel like there was a, there was a bigger, bigger thing going on in the background, why that timing wasn't right. But from his perspective, it was, I was still working in the business 40, 50, sometimes 60 hours a week. So one of the things he said to me is getting a manager, you know, involved and training her and getting her to run the show. So you can be working on the business versus in the business. So I did that. I took that advice and I have a full-time manager and I recommend that all my franchisees start out with at least a part-time manager. So that has helped part of, um, you know, as far as operations go, that really has helped me build out that operating manual. Love it. Well, Kate, I really do appreciate you sharing your story. I look forward to hearing where it goes. I mean, at the end of the day, you're just at the beginning. Six franchises mm -hmm. is a great starting point. Uh, you're out of the out of the gates. You got the momentum, uh, and let's let's push playback on this video in a year from now and see how far you've come. But thanks I for sharing wait. your story. I really really appreciate it. Uh, for thanks Kate. for um for for the interview and the time, Nick. I really appreciate yeah. it. This was fun. <laughs> for Kate, I'm Nick. This is another episode of Meet the Zor. Take care, everybody.